Hey everybody, welcome to the Zelda Informer Podcast. My name is Adam, as always. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Our opening theme song was brought to you by Brandon and Company. And this week's closing theme, as always, is Hero of Time Remix by Jish. You can follow Jish online down below. You could follow myself and everyone else on this episode down below as well. But before we get into who's on this week, let's talk about some of the news that happened this past week. Valve teased Half-Life fans, the demo for Triforce Heroes was released, and Square Enix considers abusing crowdfunding. Once again, my name is Adam, and this week I'm happily joined by... The best co-host in the number one co-host compared to the number one host, so that would make me number two. Uh, Christopher. How <laughs> I mean, you you're number one at what you do. So. Uh, and what I, and I'm the best there is at what I do, and what I do isn't so nice. Something like that. I'm pretty sure that's what Wolverine says. Regardless. <laughs> <laughs> do you just, like, have to make sure that people know you're a nerd? Like, uh, is that, like, part of, like, some weird, like, daily limit? Like, gotta make sure everyone knows I'm a nerd today. Check. Podcast wasn't enough. It's a part of my my rituals. <laughs> All right, I'm glad I'm glad you have some. Thanks. Uh, next is. <coughs> <coughs> I'm sick. Um, it's Colin. Thank you for blowing out your mic. <laughs> oh my God. No, I actually got sick like a day ago, and uh, oh, it's it's very no bueno. No, but uh, it's it's good to be back, and and now I mean. Chris, you're saying you're the the number one co-host, but Bitman in the comments. Oh yeah, Bitman hated me last week. Hey, Lamau, it's <laughs> it's the return of the oh wait, no wait. He didn't say what he what I thought he said, did he? What he and said? Dr. Dre's like he said that uh, Chris was his favorite, but then he said something bad no, about. I Twilight don't think Chris. he ever said Chris is my favorite. He just said Chris isn't my favorite anymore. So. Oh. This this man needs to be tossed some manners, and uh, we will be doing that tonight with our voices and our our opinions. I'll make sure he's not taught Wonderful. any manners because he's cool in my book. All I'm, right, it's still pretty cool. And last but not least, this week I am Luke. Uh, definitely not Luke Skywalker. I am a different Luke. I am the newest uh, writer to um, Zelda Informer, um, and. <laughs> other things uh with which i'm going to announce later in the show um just because build the hype um but yeah um i am the newest member to the podcast hello thank you for joining us luke i consider him our replacement katie yay good and let, <laughs> you let even do know... the yay <laughs> <laughs> let, let it be known that uh katie is no longer with us forever actually and don't know luke, i think she's luke uh... is here to replace her for good. Oh, on the podcast? Yeah, yes. sadly. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm the replacement Australian, apparently. Can I say something? Because, uh, you know, we were just mentioned Bitman, and I went, I just went and looked at the comments from the last podcast. There's a really funny one. I just want to give a shout-out to a true Hyrulean hero for this nice little image of a, a stick figure holding up two other figures saying, Now kiss. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely out of context. What is that in reference to? I have no idea, but it's so oh, funny. Man. I I like to I, I always like it when pe- when like a friend or someone mentions like a, a a bit from a previous episode, and I have no idea what they're talking about because <laughs> we've done so many like stupid little jokes over the past like year that I just I I completely blank on everything. You know what my favorite joke is? I've forgotten what we were talking about. What's your favorite joke? 
when we when we talk over each other. Me that's, too. That's my favorite. That yeah. works. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, what have you guys been playing this past week? I don't want to go first. I really, really do not want to go first. Then don't go first. I can tell you what Colin and I were playing a little bit of, and then fighting about it a little bit of. And I get yeah. And I guess Luke was playing it too. Yes, I was. Uh, we were playing the Battlefront beta that came out on the PS4, Xbox One, the PC. It just yeah. came out last week. Yeah. And let me just say, I played it on both the PS4 and the Xbox One, and it looked amazing on the PS4 because it was 900p compared to the 720p on the Xbox One. Still not 1080, but it was still looking. I mean, beautiful. the fact that my laptop from four years ago could run it at 1080 is a little concerning. Oh, wow. That's concerning. It was surprisingly optimized on PC, I have to say. Why is that concerning? Why Isn't that a good thing? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not saying it's concerning. I'm saying it's a good thing. Oh, Maybe okay. you said it was concerning. I'm saying it's concerning that it's it's running at a higher resolution than the consoles. But... Oh. oh, okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. that might just be that the fact they were planning to make it for PC first, or they yeah. started on PC. Maybe. Well, it doesn't. Seem I mean, such. PC it's... will PC will always have the better graphics because the you know it's kind of the graphics are sort of unlimited on PC. You can go as big as whatever. Yeah. I'm sure someone can get 4K resolution out of it if they wanted to. Um, I mean, I, I I'm not even mad about it. It looks beautiful on the PS4. It, yeah, it, it even looks yeah, like it looks, it's a good-looking game. It, it was. I played, I played the demo on PS4 at a friend's place, and I was like really uncomfortable, like with how every how everything how... looked super realistic. Like it looked really? way too good. It got I mean, to that point for me. Where I was like, uh, I feel like I'm watching a video. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like I'm watching Star Wars. That's not good. Well, at least, be, at least no, 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 it's no. funny because the special effects in that game look like the special effects they use in the movie because it's like just about the same level of graphic quality. But so now, now at least it does look that... like I'm watching a scene from Star Wars. It's yeah, taking me it. into the experience too much. Damn it! Now all the, the fl- I mean, those those had to be the, <laughs> the three like best things about Battlefront was uh, graphically uh, how it ran and. Just capturing the overall feel of Star Wars, of oh, being in the Star Wars. Are you talking I, I, about in general, or are you talking about this demo? I, I mean, in general, in general, I would assume it's going to be the same, yeah. if not better, in the final product. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it, overall, it's kind of funny how, like, you know, when people always complain, like, "Oh, we didn't see actual game footage or stuff like that." That's just they say it's in engine, but it, it looks like crap when we actually get it. I mm-hmm. guess this would be one of the first cases where, like, what the footage that we've seen that isn't actual gameplay uh is I mean, it's, pretty much the gameplay <laughs> dice does not have a history of making bad looking games their games are very yeah, dice good looking is, yeah. in fact battlefield compare, over call of duty any day in fact this game i have to say beta wise was not only like it looked better and was way more optimized than not only like the betas for battlefield 3 and 4 but also the final games of battlefield mm. 3 and 4 yeah um, Especially actually, four. Four I, is a I, mess. Well, it was at lunch, and now it's it fixed. still kind of is. I don't know. I I, I don't really have much. The servers were actually surprisingly now. not not too bad. Um, I will say this though. I I did experience a few problems getting to matches and stuff when playing on the Xbox One. Uh, and I they said there was something about that. Like I, I remember they mentioned something like on Twitter, but um on every other platform I heard I, I anyone was able to get into games, but like before they were like kicking people out of lobbies. So I, I, f- I found that a little disheartening because it took me like an hour to get into a lobby on my Xbox. Oh, wow. So I had to switch. Yeah. Like when I was playing on the PlayStation, um, I was just getting into the servers immediately. Like I had absolutely no trouble whatsoever. So I was 
surprised to hear about that. Yeah, when I clicked uh, find match, it was I was like instantly in the lobby. Like there was no loading thing or anything. Yeah. Oh wow. Ooh, yeah, for, for PlayStation, that's how it was for me. I was like, oh, yeah. this is awesome. But like for yeah. Xbox, I was just having problems. It, it wasn't until maybe like a day later, like after like the first day of the open beta, that like uh, I was able to actually get into a game on my Xbox because I wanted to, I wanted to compare them, see like which one was the, the better. And uh, I guess mm. PlayStation won that one, so good for them. <laughs> And then, and then there was the gameplay, which the gameplay was very minimal. It it's was funny. Minimal. It's funny because we're talking about this game, and this game and Triforce Heroes in particular are games that I've played in the like I played a few months ago, and now everyone else has the chance to play ago? it. Yeah, I did. I played at E three. That was one of the few non Nintendo games I got to play. Stop bragging, god damn. No, no, it's it's funny, because like, I can't really relate to these experiences, but now I actually can. We can actually talk about these, and I'm really excited. Yeah. Because um, now we actually have a conversation, you guys understand <laughs> what I was talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, no, go keep going. You were saying about minimal gameplay, because that was actually a point that I wanted uh, to Well, Colin was going to bring up his points about that, I think. It's, oh, okay. It's a very... You're right, it's minimal. It's, it it's feels super empty. bland. It's not, it feels it's just... weirdly empty, right? It it feels like any other shooter. Yeah, no, that's the thing, but it doesn't feel like Battlefront. Yeah. That's not just, what I... Mm, sorry. No, it's, it's, there you go. It, it just doesn't... I don't know, it just didn't do anything for Everything me. about the like game is gore. It's like, I want to love this game, but there's something about it that just doesn't feel right. Yeah. And, it's very strange. There's it's also really... a lot of really weird things that... I know it's a beta, but there's still a lot of like weird choices that were made. For example, there's a, uh, a survival mode, and it's you can do co-op on it, but only with two people. And mm -hmm. you can play up to six rounds, which with two people, that's five minutes, like five whole minutes of gameplay. Right. Which, I, again, I wouldn't mind if the survival mode was, like, infinite, like it just kept going and getting harder, but they said, like, no, in the final game, it's 15 rounds. <laughs> like, they couldn't... They couldn't put a 15-round survival mode? I feel like they only had to do six. I guess they want to leave stuff or to be desired. But well, there's, there's a whole bunch of other survival maps there that are that are just locked. Right. Yeah, and a lot of the other game modes, too. But I don't I don't want to talk about this yet. I, I kind of want to continue about the gameplay, like uh, the, the Hoth map. The mm -hmm. Walker stage. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the, the they Assault came, Walker. They came out and said, like, it was that, that like mission-based objectives, whatever, that very unbalanced, because yeah, the Rebels could not win. Extremely like, unbalanced. Ever. So I think, I think they said it was something like 1 in 20 matches the Rebels won, if they were lucky, um, throughout the beta, so that's pretty insane. Like, that's just yeah. horribly unbalanced. So, um, I mean, it was, I, it was a fun map. It was fun if you were on the, in the Imperial side, I'll say that much. And, <laughs> um, oh, no, that's that's... that's... You see, I know everyone's just going to go like, well, it's just a beta. But, I mean, they've been working on this game for, like, two whole years now. A little, I think a little more than that. Yeah, a little yeah. more than that. It's multiplayer only, and the game comes out in, like, what, three weeks? See, that bothers me about the game. That's like, the other that's, thing that really that's... bothers me, is that there's no single player. I mean, okay, for a bat, I'm going to... Because usually I do rail against games that don't have a single player. For Battlefront, I give it a little bit of an okay because it, it never really had a single player that I was ever interested in. It had like instant action and then like the conquest things in the older games. Yeah, and there was eh. <laughs> um, they really were so, just eh. That's why I'm like I'm not super mad about it. I do I am kind of annoyed because that kind of makes it like 
when you when you make online only or like multiplayer only, you basically make it so that the game only works until like they stop caring about it. Yeah. Till they stop caring about it, not until you stop caring about it. Like your Zelda one copy is going to work no matter what, as long as you keep it in good shape. You don't have to worry about a server going down. Um, it it sort of so felt that, like a, a bit like um, a mixture of Call of Duty and Titanfall, to be honest. Like without the Titans. Um, and just sort of except the, for the AT, a, ATs. Yeah, I'm gonna ask you this. I'm gonna yeah, ask you a very general way of describing it, but then I'll let you get into specifics. Do you mean that in a good way or a bad way? Um, in a mild way, to be honest. Like I was sort mild of way. Like, mild way. Like mildly first, good or mildly bad. Um, like when I first got into the game, I was absolutely just blown away by it. Like I was just like, holy mm-hmm. damn! It was surreal. Just looks absolutely awesome. Um, and then. About an mm-hmm. hour into it, I was just a bit like, eh. And then I think I played it for a total of two hours before I just went, screw it. Like, <laughs> it was just like, it was mm-hmm. so repetitive. Um, and they just didn't show off any of the good modes, in my opinion. Like, it just sort of just went, eh, over the whole experience, which was kind of disappointing. Now... The here like I want to bring it back a step because uh, we said it the the gameplay and everything is just why not put like the fifteen rounds in the beta and like why only why limit this beta a little like you know you really need to test out like the the game I don't have to release the whole game into the beta but like at launch hopefully there's no problems but like there's there's gonna be a lot more things that haven't been tested by uh, the nine million people that played the beta so they don't know if everything's gonna work now. With the announcement of this so-called fifty-dollar season pass that they have, oh yeah, yeah. Um, even, I mean, even do though, you, do you think that content that's in that fifty-dollar season pass is going to make up like for like the the minimal game that they're they they just made? I mean, I'm uh, as I said before, since the game is so close to launch and it's multiplayer only, and they've been working on it for this long, and the assault walker stage was that broken without them noticing, um. It really just kind of concerns me for how the rest of the maps, especially the the big ones, are going to end up being mm-hmm. for the rest of the players. And I mean, uh, Battlefield Premium, which is basically the same thing, like it is exactly the same thing. Fifty dollars season pass. Um, those had kind of a content uh, quality issue as well, you, where you had maybe one or two good maps within a map pack, but the rest were just you know other. What, what I I never got Battlefield Premium because I thought it was a waste of time. But like, what what else was in it? Um, three was kind of cool. Threes was neat because each one was like a different set of maps. Um, so you had like the close quarters map. You had the like really large maps, like pretty much the largest that Dice have ever made for a Battlefield game. Right. Um. Then you had like the everything's blown up map, like it was aftermath, and then mm-hmm. you had something else. I completely forgot, but um, they kind of <laughs> dropped that with Battlefield 4, where right. it was just like, here's the this couple of maps, this couple of maps, this couple of maps. Which do you think did it better? Like, do you feel like there was like a clear, sort of like, better approach to it? Or do I you like think it was... three, because each one was a different experience. Okay. Oh, um, those close quarter maps actually ended up being pretty fun. Right. I, I there is There is some merit to it in a game that's like, weirdly about like, long range weapons for the most part. Having sort of a game that kind of breaks that mold or breaks the rules of its own game, uh, just yeah. to kind of throw in a difference to the mix. I mean, it's nice for it to be there, but then when it's the whole game, that kind of yeah, that kind of spoils it. Which which is my biggest issue with Hardline. 
those maps were puny. One question I had about um, the actual. PC I mean, the servers. the big thing was just they were disruptible. I'm sorry, you were saying, Luke. One thing I had about the PC servers of um, Battlefield was like it was just a web browser more or less. Um, did they fix that with Battlefront? I hated that. <sighs> it's not web browser based, but it's uh, retarded. Here, let me explain. So, Colin, you played it on yeah, PC, right? Back back in like. A few years ago, and pretty much in any other PC game, if you want to play a multiplayer game, you either click find the game and it'll just automatically launch you into a game, or you have this wonderful thing called the server browser, which is just a big list of every single lobby in the game, uh, the information about it, game type, maps, how many people are playing, what's the connection to that server, and it's great. And with Battlefield 3 and 4, for whatever reason, they decided to make it to move that server browser and the whole game menu in general um into your web browser in a service called Battlelog. That's weird. I don't know why. It sucked. It barely worked. In fact, Chrome uh will no longer use it because it uses an outdated plugin that I don't know if EA is ever actually going to update. Um and with Battlelog, they said, oh, we're going to remove uh no with Battlefront, god it was battle something. <laughs> um with Star Wars front, they said, Star Oh, Wars we're gonna front. get rid of Battle log and everyone rejoiced. And then they said, Oh, but we're going to be replacing it with a ranked matchmaking system, like on consoles on PC, which anyone knows never works, especially on PC. No. So they took something away that people didn't like and replaced it with something that everyone hates. So. I really miss the days where, like, you go into a game of, um, like, say, Freelancer or something, and they just be the list of servers, and you just go, I'll take that one, you know, I'll do this, that, I and the mean, other, and then I'll be in the game. Like, it was just so much easier. It's a thing that was introduced into PC games around the mid-90s, and every other company that has a multiplayer title has not taken it out, because it's just fine. Mm. It's, it's I, I mean, even Call of Duty has a server browser, so I don't... <laughs> I don't know why Battlefield and Battlefront and Battle uh, can't. Let's uh, let's move away from the topic of battles. I feel like we've talked about it <laughs> way too much. Battlefronts, fields, uh, matches, Battleborgs, Beetleborgs. Did anybody watch Beetleborgs? Uh, no. 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 That was a weird show. It was like a weird, like, Power Rangers kind of show. You know what was also a really weird thing that I played that se- seemed like another thing? What was it, Adam? Thanks to my wonderful friend, Colin. <laughs> wonderful Colin. So Everyone wonderful. go on Steam and buy Don't Hylix do it. Don't buy Hylix. It Please, is... for the love of God, do not buy this game. What, what game? Actually, I'm going to leave it up Hylix. to you. Um... So Colin H-Y-L-I-C-S. So I'm I'm getting ready for tonight and I get a message from Colin on Steam. And I'm like, oh I check it and it's it's a gift. I'm like, oh that's cool. And it's the, the message reads Don't look at the don't look at the reviews for this game. Don't look at the store for this page for this game. Don't even look up the like anything about this game. Download it and play it. And put on Skype as soon as you turn it on. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> And so for the first 30 minutes before the podcast, I'm playing this game, and I feel like I'm losing my mind and having a nightmare. <laughs> the best way to describe it is if David Lynch made an Earthbound game. But then also took shrooms. Yeah. It's David Lynch like, had David a Lynch dream, has like and this, then he like, remade Earthbound. Yeah. 
It's it's really weird. You play as this dude who's like a moon face, and you go through this game that has light RPG elements, and nothing makes sense, and that's the point. But it also isn't the point. Everything, Everything's in a weird animation, clay animation yeah, style, but like also pixel art. But like rasterized. So. It looks it looks like a game that Sierra made while trying like. Like, Sierra's like, fuck yeah. it, we're gonna make old-style King's Quest games, but we're gonna make it with modern technology. It was really weird. This game is really weird. I wish I could properly describe it without ruining it, but it's it's very hard, and it punishes you very easily. Just over the weirdest things, you have to... Uh, it's a game that, like... It, you know how in Earthbound, everything made sense because it was things that you've seen before and interacted with your own way? Right. This is the opposite of that. Nothing makes sense in the way that you would assume it would. Almost nothing. Some things work in the same in the same way. A lot of things will not. Uh, there's a like a sort of magic system in this game. The combat looks very much like Earthbound. The progression has a lot of uh, it's Final a very Fantasy unconventional map. conventional JRPG. Yeah. The art style with a, with a heavy reliance on random text generation. Yeah. The art style looks um, so weird. Yeah, if you yeah, I if know. you have, but honestly, if you have three dollars and you're willing to try something very strange, you want to see what like an avant-garde indie maker will make. Try it out. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, it has very positive reviews. Mm. And and uh, Colin, I know yeah. that you you didn't want to talk about this because you're worried that it'll spoil the game. Oh. Uh, um, but I want to ask you at least now, from your impression, do you feel that people should also try Undertale? Um, if they want something more traditional, you know, I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna say this right now. If you like Earthbound, you should play Lisa, Undertale, and Hylix, because that's basically yeah. that's really that's, what they are. That's the Undertale trio. Lisa, <laughs> the, is, uh, the Earthbound is like, trio. Lisa's like Mother Three. If it was like just really like depressing and gritty, uh, Undertale is like Mother One, but like uh, twists. And then Hylix is Earthbound on acid. <laughs> so it's the entire trilogy right there you could play them as if you're playing like you could play them as different stages of like adulthood like dealing with <laughs> earthbound like yeah where would you like set that up because i feel like uh like uh hylix has to be like the weird experimental phase that you're in college and you're trying out shrooms for the first time it, 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 there it is uh, uh undertale is for is for the kitties <laughs> The Hylix is the teenage years, and then Lisa is when you're all grown up. <laughs> Which is absolutely true, uh, if you go by also the content within these games. Yeah, no, that actually is pretty much what they start. So like, there you uh, go. Age-wise. Um, but yeah, please, try those games. Let us know uh, what you guys Good think. I'd love stuff. to hear it. There's going to be like uh, in the comments, screw you guys, you made me try this I game. Need to play through Lisa. I absolutely hated it. Well, I, mean, I haven't played Lisa in a long time. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh, let's get into one of our fan topics this week. Let's do that. Yes, let's. Yes. Okay. Uh, we got some pretty serious topics this week. Uh, but let's start with the one that talks about our favorite series, Highlander. I'm kidding. We're talking about Zelda. Magic swords. I always get them confused. Uh, here's a fan topic. What would you, th- <laughs> what, what do you think would happen if Zelda did die in the end of the game and Ganon ruled the world, but Link still lived? Do you think he would try and kill Ganon or just survive? Sincerely, Thomas. Thank you, Thomas, for your topic. If you have any of your own topics, theme songs, submissions, cover art, or anything of like that, please send this to us at ZeldaInformerPodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's ZeldaInformerPodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like the cover art from this week, 
and it's not from one of our fans because we'll probably tell you or it's not from me because we'll probably tell you check out the description below we'll probably have a link to the artist profile and i hope you support them in whatever way they are i have no idea it'll be this week i don't know if i'll do one i i'm very busy but you know that could be possible but yeah thank you thomas uh, uh so let's I, let's dive in i i do have a, st- a story like that like a game ending like that i figured that it would just be like a little open-ended to interpretation however they would if they did not make a direct sequel oh, like to if that they, game. Oh, like uh, if they ended on that note? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be like, okay. oh, you guys need to make a sequel to that. That's BS. That would be crazy. Mm-hmm. I, would, I, I would be, uh, like... A, Furious, I always, but I would be, like, annoyed. Oh, uh, yeah. I'd be like, now I have to play the next game. But that's how it should be. That's how it should be. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I, I wouldn't mind if they did it. it I mean, you don't want to get into, exciting. like... Colin, there's this thing in, like, movies where, like, the sequel, like, the second movie is always, like kind of a dip because it's like the it's like trying to catch up from the first one and also trying to connect to the third one. Oh, oh yeah. Everyone says sequels are usually better than the first ones. Yeah, I feel like in movies the if in a trilogy <laughs> the second one's always the one that suffers the most cuz it's the connector. Empire if Strikes we... Back. Uh, I feel the like the problem it... with most sequels is that they usually just try to do the um the first movie again. Mhm. But also set up enough stuff for the end of uh for the third movie to actually happen. Like have enough tragedy at the end so that there's our motivation to go to the yeah. third one. I don't know. I I thought I'm I'm gonna list a few sequels that I thought were that I know were way better than their originals. That is uh, Terminator Two, uh, the okay. Desolation of Smog. Uh, I actually haven't Empire seen Desolation Strikes of Smog yet. Very good, better than the first one, and better than the third one. Uh, what else? Um, I, pretty much any second movie ever. Iron Man Two is way better than Iron Man One. What about Matrix Two? Uh, I disagree because Back to the Future Two. Um, Back to the Future Two was wonderful. It's not better than the first one. I Matrix love Back two. to the Future Two more than any I, other I love it. It's, I, Back to the Future is that know. series is in my top five. I can hear I can hear Brett screaming from the distance about how Back to the Future is the best movie of all time. It is. It is. Yeah. It <laughs> very much so. Is. I, I just <laughs> thought Two was always the best one. Um. Nah. I like Die two, Hard but two I would say that number one probably does. One. Pirates of what? the Caribbean two was better than one and three. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, what else? Um, I'm trying to think of like good, really good movies. Nightmare on Elm Street. I two feel like we've gotten not... completely off topic yeah. in this. Can uh, we please get back to the fan topic? Um, okay. Yes. I don't know. I feel like there's already a game in like the Zelda timeline. You know, the the one that looks like a fork. That, you, mean, um, uh, you mean Majora's Mask? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's probably already something like that. So I, there you go. I, I, I mean, like... not in the not exactly the same as what not he's exactly talking about. Not exactly the same, but similar enough. I, I guess. Like if Nintendo were to do something like that, they would kill Zelda off like halfway through, just so that they can complete the actual story. Like they do, like right. some sort of um, like montage of Link just aging, like hell upset in some sort of cabin thing. It'd be like he's cliche. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> hey, guys, hey guys, what if what if uh, what if Zelda died at the end of Zelda One? So that's why there's a different Zelda in Zelda Two. <laughs> Deep. Uh, I think I think that's a that's a um, theory for uh, Matt um, right there. No, but I liked. I really did like this topic because it did remind me of like. How much more complex you could make the like the political structure of Hyrule by just doing something like that? By yeah. killing like that's yeah, queen, just killing off the the, the royal family. Like, what happens? There's a power vacuum now. Like, there's literally no royal family anymore. What do they do? I mean, we experienced that in the future when Ocarina of Time. 
Uh, nothing really changed outside except the inside. There were zombie people and like a demonic. And castle. Wind Waker, everything flooded because that's what happens. <laughs> uh, Actually, it's because the Triforce. I know why it happened. Don't tell me why it happened. <laughs> I know why it happened, people. That's, that, that's funny though. Um, honestly, <laughs> they, I would like to. I would like to see them explore that a little more. You know that the idea of like getting rid of a royal family or like losing the royal family. Maybe they should. That's how they. Because I mean, it. mostly they, what they do is kidnapping, but that what becomes if, what the if quest. They began, what if they began the game like that? Oh, with like you trying to. Oh, that'd be cool. Because usually what ends up happening cool. is that. Yeah, that would that would actually make sense. After a while, like Ganon just like screw it. Let me just kill her and see what happens. Like maybe that'll stop him because yeah. this kid keeps coming after me for no reason, uh, and she keeps helping him. So like, what if I just kill her? Yeah. Imagine that. Sort of as like a prequel to uh, Link to the Past. Wait, wait, wait. Spirit Tracks. Yeah. Spirit Tracks. <laughs> excuse, excuse my cursing. But and Phantom Hourglass. Don't those revolve around ghosts? But think think about it. Think think about this. A prequel to A Link to the Past in which you're not playing as Link, but you're playing as the uncle. And the uncle is defending, defending the royal family. And the royal family gets, uh, disarmed, not disarmed. They get, they just die. Uh, they don't die. This is maybe an alternate universe, an alternate timeline, perhaps. And then the, the uncle fails to, to feed Ganon. And then he, he has to, you know, walk in sorrow back home. And he raises mm-hmm. a boy and says, I failed years ago, but you can't fail me. Uh, it's dangerous to go alone, take this. And then, uh, you know, he fights and the uncle dies and, uh, Link, goes and beats the boss that the uncle couldn't do. So it sort of does the Final Fantasy twelve then. Uh I didn't <laughs> play Final Fantasy twelve, so I have no idea. Is that idea. the one with the revolution and the sky pirates and stuff? Yeah. Isn't isn't Final Fantasy twelve the MMO? No, that's no, no, fourteen, I'm, I think. I'm no, thinking no, no, of eleven. No, the one before there was two Oh Final no, Fantasy it was MMOs. eleven. Eleven. Yeah, I'm thinking of eleven. MMO. Yeah. yeah, with the revolution and the guy with the little hat vest thing. But um, uh, the, the one with the Sky Pirates was twelve. Um, but like he has a brother. Twelve um, also had Sky Pirates. Yeah, and the he's in like the army or something. I can't really remember the plot. Um, no, but, no, I was thinking of twelve. Yeah, twelve um, has the one with the guy with the crop top fest thing. And then he he dies. Did I even um, play eleven? Oh no, I didn't play eleven. That one was boring. <laughs> I didn't play eleven either. Um, because it was online. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is exactly sorry. the reason. Um. But yeah, like that's sort of the same sort of idea that you were talking about, um, where like the one guy dies and then someone takes over. Um, like Vaughn, the main character in Twelve, uh, he was like the main protagonist, but they had the guy before him going and attacking the main evil guy. I can't remember his name. I haven't played it in a very long time. Um, but yeah, that's sort of what you were getting at before. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Random tangents about Final Fantasy twelve. It's alright. I we we've gotten on many random tangents <laughs> before. Our audience is well aware of what they're I think like. My favorite random tangent is about um the what flavor cookies uh Link has before bedtime. And, I don't uh, think we've ever had that before. Uh well let's let's have that discussion. Uh peanut butter or oatmeal? Why are those the options? Why not? Because like everyone chip. says chocolate. All right, because everyone chooses chocolate chip. I'm choosing but the other options. there's sugar cookies. There's snickerdoodles. Yeah, there's but like- I said peanut butter or oatmeal, so <laughs> freaking choose one. I appreciate you interrupting me because I ran out of cookies. Why I not? think uh, Link would enjoy uh, black and white cookies. 
Why not like no, those are gross. cookies or something? The like... black side is always great. The white side is always like this gross thing. What if like <laughs> you could cook in in Zelda? Like you can get like milk from the cows and then eggs from the cuckoos, and then you could like do like a little cooking mama session so... in like Link's house, and you can make cookies. So it's there it is. That's, that's the uh, that's the answer to your question. Link's cooking mama will have a dead <laughs> Zelda, and Ganon has taken over. Uh, all of Hyrule. Yes. So, and uh, and Link has the courage to make a cooking show to inspire the people. There you go. To that make like, twist. He doesn't, he's like, hit. To cook <laughs> up some tasty treats in the face of danger. It's like some sort of and then God, ripoff. You have to Got start a the moblin game. infestation? <laughs> no worry, you can make Link's moblin pot roast thanks to the game starts new with cooking the, show. Uh, that actually sounds quite delicious. cooking wrap from Trapper the Rapper. <laughs> oh my god. And then you have to cook. And then you have to step on the brakes. Yeah. Kid, oh, just step wait. on the Breaks, what if you can make like food out of the owl? You know what owl I'm talking about. Oh, like the demonic owl. Not that the not that no the owl that's like uh, that has no neck in a. Uh, I remember the uh, there was a video game cat or something. It was one of those like cat that play video games, web comics, lol, so random. Uh, and it you was mean about memes, how... Adam. They're called memes. <laughs> anyway, you get your memes. It out was here. uh, it was like the it was uh. About how the potions in Legend of Zelda are actually just crushed up fairies. That's not a bad. That's not a bad thought. That's like it's horrifying. You, you, you got the like the the what is it? A pedal pedestal and mortar, whatever the yeah. it's called. You know what I'm talking about? Mortar what pedestal. That? Well, yeah, that and then you just grind. <laughs> Thank them you, up. Luke. You, and then you you grind them up in that, and then like you you put them in the in the jar, and then you just sprinkle a little fairy dust that they left behind. And put in some water. It's like crystallite, but it's a potion. It just sounds just right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, did, so to did answer you guess... your question, no clue. Uh, Cooking mama. But yeah, if uh, do you guys want to just like kind of finish this one? Yes. Yeah. Get out of the yeah. way before we move on. Yeah. We can move on to your cookie question. If you really want to, if you really want to discuss what cookie he has before bed, we can have this discussion. I will spend five minutes on this with <laughs> Please you. Please send your your answers to zeldinformpodcast at gmail.com. Guys, what would you think? He's going to get a um, bunch of emails that say like oatmeal. What do you think Link's favorite gum is? Uh, watermelon, because he's an asshole. Yeah. Wow. There you go. That's a uh, that's a bit bold. I hate. I bet Ganon likes Big Red because he's a dick. Maybe they like grind up rupees and make it into a gum, therefore rupee gum. Oh, what if you put like the 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 flakes on the back of the Goron, like the rocks? You like peel them off and like they have like they're like oysters and like they're like uh, crawfish, not crawfish. Yeah. They're like you put them in a pot, you boil them, you eat them, you, you suck the goo out. That's what you do with them. So, so like snails or lobsters, not or crabs. Yeah, not or crabs. Any I was thinking more like more like yeah, like shellfish. But, uh, yeah, I'm done with my cooking stuff. We can move on. <laughs> Thank you. Um, do you guys want to talk about one or more of our fan topics, or do you want to talk about something else? Yeah, there's like three fan topics I'm really excited about. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, we should probably uh, get through those. Has there ever been a game that you had a lot of hype for, but it ended up being a disappointment? If so, what was it? Sincerely, Jacob. Thank you, Jacob, for your topic. Thank All right, you, everybody Jacob. on three. One, two, three. 007 Legends. Batman Arkham oh, I, th- I want to let everyone know that I didn't edit out everyone talking. Colin was literally the only one who spoke. Yeah. 
<laughs> which was kind of magical. Yeah, um, good job. I, and, and the only reason why I'm saying that is because I said it to like one or two podcasts ago. <laughs> a game I was really excited for, and then when it launched, it was crap. Um, that's what I understood from that question, correct? Yes. Yeah. Uh, what is a game I got that, uh, every Pokemon game after Pokemon Black and White, the first one? After uh, Ruby I don't know. and Sapphire. I liked Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. I didn't say I hated them, but I've only gone to, like, the first gym and I put it down because hmm. uh, Pokemon just I literally me. played, I think, X and Y. I turned it on and then, like, the villain showed up and I just turned it off out of disgust. <laughs> I was, like, so disgusted by how bad it was that I just needed to stop. Yeah, I didn't bother with X or Y, but I definitely went back oh. to, uh, with Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire no. just because it was, it was actually surprisingly a good remake of the games. Like, they added more Pokemon, like the really gross like mm-hmm. ice cream pokemon thing that they added <laughs> in um the older games but like it was actually surprisingly enough quite nostalgic playing it because that was yeah. one of my first games I'm... i ever played um, oh I, I i just thought of a new game uh, a rather recent one that uh, i am very disgusted by um and i was super hyped when they announced it which is a uh, tony hawk's pro skater 5 it yeah was, that's a that's it was pretty... utter garbage and i mean very I was... disappointed expecting that to be bad like i didn't even bother to look into I, I, it like i was I just was, like that's gonna be bad <laughs> i was so hoping they were gonna do another game sort of like uh tony hawk underground uh with like, nope. a story mode and all this cool shit and <laughs> they dropped the ball they made it shit yeah. and stupid and... You, i mean you didn't have to go like any further than tony hawk hd to know that like a new tony hawk game was would be bad yeah i mean i was i still was like maybe it'll be good or maybe it'll at least be like Okay, with a few faults, mm-hmm. but no, it was uh, it was no bueno. No, <laughs> no bueno. No bueno. Uh, but to to sort of flip the coin, uh, if we want to talk about a game that I was hyped for, but then just progressively got worse, um, Payday Two would be that game for me. Ah, oh, dude, what I love Payday Two. Yeah, I Payday like Payday Two. Payday 2. No, Payday Two was great at launch, and it's just gotten progressively worse. Are you talking about because of all the the stuff that they've been offering a- after the fact? Like it's been, it's it's that pretty much everything's been held over for paid overpriced DLC. Yeah. And did you not get the game of the year edition? I I bought the game at launch. Uh, yeah. And oh, okay. oh, that's that's what I did as well. Oh, I I think I got it because I really liked deal. the first payday, and I liked payday too. And then they were like, hey, now every heist is going to be like $7, $8 and going to give you maybe one map and a gun. I, I just do want to say the gameplay is very repetitive, though. So, I mean, regardless of map or not, like... Well, it also it also didn't help that every uh, couple of weeks they redo the entire skill system. So whatever yeah. build you had yeah, you, uh, is you, you completely gotta just screwed it. over and you have to start over from the start. And, I mean... The, the game has a lot of issues, but like once in a while the game is really enjoyable, I think. Um, it is, but like, I, I mean, I it's put frustrating. In, it's frustrating. I've put in, let's see, how many hours do I have put into Payday Two? It's something like five hundred. Like I've put in. Uh, how long's that? How long's that game been out? Now I think about it. It's been out since two thousand thirteen. Wow, really? Yeah. That's going yeah. quick. And I, I, I played it for like multiple hundreds of hours, and uh, it just. It just doesn't you know do anything for me anymore. <laughs> right. 
Um, the game that I was really excited for, like absolutely amazingly excited for, and then was extremely disappointed for, was um, Arkham Knight. Um, oh, did you play it on PC? No, I played it on PlayStation. But okay, it, then I, I'm curious I, as to what your thoughts It was just more say. or less um, tank battles with a little bit of Batman mixed in. Um, like, it just didn't feel very Batman-y, to be honest. Like, I'm a massive fan of Batman. Like, I've got... More or less my entire room is just filled with Batman stuff. I'm actually wearing a Batman shirt today. Um, <laughs> so, like, when I went pre-ordered the game i had it pre-ordered for about a year um and when i went in and played it it was like a five gigabyte download um for the actual like just update itself um and i had to use my phone internet because um we didn't have internet at the time and it took forever i was so excited and then i went in and i played about half an hour and just like god damn it i don't know uh i so i played and i beat all of arkham knight and i the the gameplay, as far as the tanks and everything goes, like it wasn't necessarily. It was typical Batman, like very, you know, the same old stuff. But I I think I was I I kept going through the entire game just because like I felt like the story was really good. That like the writing just like made everything better for me and like just I don't know I was I was happy with the game at the end because the game like, I was happy with the purchase. Is what I'm yeah. Sure I'm um. Well. Just a little bit of a spoiler warning because of what I'm going to say. Um, but the um, plot twist that they did with the uh, Poison Ivy helping Batman near the end, um, yeah. that was actually surprisingly really good because it sort of um, just images how Batman, like why Batman uh, puts them in jail instead of killing. Like it really shows that he's trying to help and it's starting to work, especially um, with like Poison Ivy turning around and actually helping Batman out. Um, right. Like that just really shows, like she. Well, Poison Ivy as a character, I feel like is written in a way, or is designed in a way that her whole thing, she has like a very warped sense of justice, but she has a sense of justice. Yeah. So there is an appeal to that. Mm. Batman can appeal to that, and he understands that, which is why he doesn't do it. There are characters like the Joker where there's like nothing he can really do. Yeah. But he still has like a more like obligation not to kill people, so he doesn't do it. Um, I think that's, I think it's, um, a good exploration in the Batman universe, like just how different people are all affected in similar ways by different events, but they take it in a different way. Yeah. And it's what makes them warped criminals. Like the idea that the Joker and Batman are almost reversible roles, uh, or two sides of the same coin. No, I think about that. I think they, um, did an episode where, um, Joker was Batman and Batman was Joker, uh, in one of the comics, um, like way, way, um, back before they even, um, did the New 52 thing. Um, like, it was actually, well, that's the only way to describe it, really. It's not really. I don't know. I, I enjoy the New 52. There was a, a, uh, there was a universe where, Batman's parents didn't die, but Bruce did, and as a result, uh, his Thomas dad Wayne became, became Batman. the yeah. Batman, and and uh, Martha Wayne became. Uh, isn't the isn't that in Flashpoint? Yes, it is Flashpoint. I love yeah. that one. Flashpoint yeah. is excellent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, um, it 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 was good in a sense of story, but I was just disappointed as a whole, uh, mainly because of the way they use the Batmobile just to extend gameplay like no tomorrow. 
um, and what they did with the Arkham Knight, which was just so easily to be seen straight away. Like, mm-hmm. if if you've ever even oh, read... Oh, the Arkham something... Knight villain? Yeah. We've yeah, had conversations I, 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 well, I don't think that people were able to know until, like, the first reference to a certain name. But once they did it, they, they just kind of spoiled the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say that much. I, you kind of saw it coming, though. I like, yeah, I, like... If which maybe, is disappointing because I really, really liked the Arkham Knight as a character design and it's like the idea of it. It seemed really cool, and I was. I still think it's it was a great bu- villain. Either way, the what, however the way they did it, I still think like. But they could have made it great. so much better, and like, that's what frustrates me. Like so much better, as in like it, uh, I can't. I don't want to say anymore. They could spoiling. have hinted at it a lot better instead of being so obvious. Yeah, like, yeah. um, it just felt left like smaller if clues. If you've ever read anything with that character in it you almost immediately knew it was that character and i'm trying so hard not to spoil anything now <laughs> because i've already i think the best thing. batman in the same way that uh batman kind of has this sort of thing where uh he has he has so much of a character that you need to design the game in a way that he is trying to figure out things like the mystery of the game while the player is, and they arrive at the conclusions at almost exactly the same time. You want to make it as close as possible. Yeah. That the clues line up just at the right moment where the player has enough information to realize it as soon as Batman does. Yeah. Because you want the player to feel like Batman. You want the player to feel like they're smart, as smart as Batman. Yeah, but you really um, want to bring in the player yeah. when you're We're, doing a Batman yeah. game. Zelda kind of has that worked out for them, because as soon as you figure out the puzzle, you as Link go to solve the puzzle, and that's what it triggers the next uh, cutscene, mm. or the next uh, part of the story. Um, but then again, it's, a, it's more of a puzzle game, as opposed to being a mystery detective sort of action game. Yeah. Can I, can I ask <laughs> you something? That's a switch gears or anything here, but you actually sure, said sure. something, Adam, that uh, I thought was really interesting. Uh, what would you guys think if The Legend of Zelda actually had like full-fledged cutscenes? I mean, they they kind of do. Yeah, they kind of very kind uh, of. I think they're more working towards it now, like especially with um, Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword, yeah, had definitely some. had like with Garham and stuff. Definitely yeah. work some cutscenes in there. Um, uh, are, you, are you speaking about like voice acting as well, or just like I mean, no, fully I, animated I, I, I don't ever imagine Legend of Zelda having. Like, I don't think they ever will acting, have voice acting. But it, it's very this automated with the text and stuff like that. It's not as like timed. Um, Actually, I think they will have. Like, I'm sorry. I, I think that almost every single game will have voice acting at some point in the future. Oh, oh I mean, um, they, they did it with Fallout. <laughs> no, no, I mean, just, yeah. They, I mean, that's, and that's one of the ones where it's like, oh, that could never happen because it's so much, but they're a trying to make it. thousand lines, and yeah. they're like, it's great. And they, they made a system to kind of fill in the gaps where they needed it to, and they, they kind of are uh, I just uh, want... accounting for, like, I want to find out what happens when you put your intelligence at one and your charisma and everything at one, and see what your character sounds like. <laughs> that's that's what I'm going to do at the start of the I game. I think the I think just the dialogue will change, like the lines of dialogue will change, and he'll say things that are stupid as a It'll result. It'll be like Lenny from from uh, of my cement. Have well, you... I mean, yes, he would technically be mentally handicapped because I, I was just saying like his. IQ no, 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 no. no. You're no, you're absolutely right. Like he probably would talk with a. Uh, a bit of a a speech impediment. Yeah, probably <laughs> because like, yeah, well, I mean, in, in, an, in any RPG system, uh, in, in like the dialogue, a certain level. It, sorry, it, it, in Fallout Snow, like in Fall New Vegas and in Four, when I I used to do that, you could see the sentences that come up when they need to say things, and it's like, and it's very dumb. It, yeah. it is. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I mean, because you're you're going underneath what the game considers to be minimum intelligence, what it yeah. defines as 
average human intelligence, as soon as you go under that, it starts to make you stupid because your comprehension is lower than everyone else's. Which is very funny. Have you guys seen the minimum specs for um, Fallout 4 or while we're on the subject? Uh, I don't think I looked into it because I've I'm really I've been trying to avoid everything about that game just so I don't get any spoilers. Um, it actually um, looks pretty poorly optimized for PC, unfortunately. Like it, I think really? the, the very minimum specs were like an i5, two gigabytes of graphics, and eight gigabytes I of mean, RAM. <laughs> yeah, that's tragic. The specs for Battlefront, the minimum requirements for Battlefront were absolutely outrageous. Really. And the, yet they were still the, put it on consoles. Yeah, no, it was weird. Like, it was, um, they said the minimum processor required for Battlefront, to run Battlefront, is a Skylake i3, which just came out a month ago. They also said the minimum uh, video card was an NVIDIA 660. It required 8 gigs of RAM, but it, it uh, recommended 16 Absolutely just outrageous. Maybe they're just trying to not do a watchdogs where, like, they put the minimum specs, like, really low, and then it just completely shuts down your computer if you try and run it. But it's it. weird that they're they're so high, as in, like, using parts that have literally come out in the last year, yet my, full year, my four-year-old laptop ran it just fine on high settings. Hmm. And if anything, none of the parts in my computer even meet the minimum requirements, except for the RAM. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Um... Minimum requirements are just weird. I can't. I can't explain them. They're just no one's honest anymore. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's it, it sucks. It really does suck because I can't play most modern games uh, very easily because I have to like go through friends and like other channels. <laughs> uh, I can't just you know buy the game like usual. Uh, but anyway, I wanted to talk about one more fan topic this week. Uh, well, actually, I want to bring up this one quick suggestion uh, mention. Uh, someone sent us an email last week uh, saying that we should use Legend of Zelda sound effects instead of uh, a sensor sound uh, for every time someone curses. You know, Didn't just we use, used like, to links. do that? We did used to do that. The first 10 episodes or so, I did that. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was funny, and I emailed this guy back like a minute after he sent the email. Because uh, <laughs> I saw it, I clicked on it, it was that, and I was like, oh, I can answer this like right now. Because um, it took like two seconds, just be like, "Hey, go back to the first ten episodes." So yeah, uh, but I did really appreciate that. So if you have any of your own suggestions, feel free to send them in. I mean, we we read the, your emails, we read all of them, and if I haven't responded to your email, I've read it probably like four times at this point. You send me screenshots Sometimes of I'll... the email, say, "Hey, Chris, what do you think about this?" And I say, "That mm-hmm. that's cool." And then I uh, go back to my... <laughs> no, I'll give Adam my honest feedback. In no, it. no, he will. And he gets really excited whenever we send something and they talk. They mention something or have something to say to Chris. Especially particularly. if it has my name, I will read <laughs> it's, it. It's super cute when you like... You, you tweet at me. Email. You, you tweet at Adam or I on Twitter. We will reply. It oh, is yeah, very we probably important will. that you all do this. Also, ditto for me. So Exactly. We're all very active. And ditto We're for way me, too even active. though, you know, I'm new. <laughs> Uh, do you have a Twitter? Yes, I do. Um, it, it will be down below. What is your ad handle? Um, at Scandaland. Um, that at, is I'm S-C-A-N- sorry. Cool. Speaking of uh, speaking of things that you have, Luke, you have something uh, you want to share with us? Something new that's a project that you're working on that's coming up? Yes, I do. So recently, I spoke to the big boss man and more or less pulled some strings, and I am now running a Minecraft series that should be out every week, hopefully on Mondays, depending on how we can. 
organize it. It just depends on who's available and all that sort of stuff. Um, it's going to have all different people uh, from Zelda Informer um, and maybe some special guests. I'm working on it. Um, and I am adding um, all different kinds of mods and it's all a whole lot of fun. The first mm-hmm. um, episode should hopefully be out on Monday, depending on if I manage to get it out on time. Uh, that's just... There, but but it's not a there's not public server correct uh no not yet i am this is just a this is a th- series that you're working on with members of the staff yeah uh and it'll be a, a sort of a extra series that we have going on yeah um it's more or less okay. like a less build where we um build all different minecraft uh legend of zelda structures um of which you okay. guys down in the comments um can tell us what we build next um so we, we really really want to make it um as much user-based as possible so that um you guys want to keep on watching um so like if you have any suggestions for mods or um what we build next Make sure you let us know because we're more than happy to include them in the series. Can you build the fishing mini game? Um, we can try. <laughs> I mean, we wouldn't be able <laughs> to build make it, it with octopus. <laughs> remake all of Link's crossbow training in Minecraft. <laughs> can God. you remake like the the Romani Ranch? Or yeah, like... we actually had that plan for. And then put the aliens. Uh, no, not the. We might be able to put the aliens, but like we won't be able to have them moving. Obviously, like unless Wonderful. there's a mold for it. You're <laughs> such a cheat, man. <laughs> like, I mean, there might be some mod for it. That's exciting. Down. Yeah, right, that's a, that's great. Yeah, Content. yeah. <laughs> um, so make sure you guys uh, tune in for that when that is out. I'm not sure when that is going to be out, as I said before, but I'm gonna make Very it out cool. as soon as possible. Um, I just want to switch gears since we're, I guess we're done with that. Um, did you guys see that we actually have some, uh, more information about the Mega Yarn Yoshi and all the other exclusive Amiibo that are coming out this, uh, holiday season, I believe? Yes, I did. Yeah. Let me see what the, I think it's this holiday season. Uh, but we did get a, I, I know for a fact that. Okay, yes, it is. It's uh, November 15th uh, for $40. Uh, the Mega Yarn Yoshi is coming to Toys R Us. It is a Toys R Us exclusive, along with the Me Fighters 3-pack. So, if you loved exclusives, oh boy, you're in it for a treat. We have more exclusives. I think I know someone um, who is. Uh, I was very disappointed by this, especially considering Target uh, Toys R Us is saying that they have extremely limited quantities of the Mega Yarn Yoshi. I mean, the big one, which is cool. not a good thing to say, considering how extremely limited quantities of Amiibo are anyway. Yeah. Um, luckily, I don't have to bother with that because I live in Australia and we have plenty of quantities of Amiibos over here. Like, I went. Into... Do you have? But do you have Marth? Uh, I do believe we have Marth. Uh, it's what a lie. What a oh, star. I mean, Marth just got like a huge restock at every Best Buy, so. My uh, my friend Zach uh came down to visit me from Pennsylvania, um, which was fun, and we went to Disney and stuff. But he uh he got me something uh, and he is like so excited to bring it to me. He was like, I got you a Ganondorf amiibo, and I was like, what? It's amazing! I couldn't find one, and he got me one, and he shows up, and he forgot it. <laughs> oh wow! Oh yeah, that was very, very sad. So the one of the only other Amiibo I want, I think I want that Ganondorf really badly and Ness, and then I'm okay. 
Uh, but is he going to send it to you? Yeah, yeah. He's probably going to send it to me. He said he was saying at first how he's like, I'll bring it down in the winter season. I'm like, no, you send it to me. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm not waiting another like month and a half for this thing. Uh, I want that baby now. Well, uh, I have shelf space for him now. <laughs> I managed uh, to get uh, two um, Pixel Super Mario's. Um, one, they just sort of accidentally gave me two when I bought the actual mm-hmm. pack. Um, so... If any of our Australian users uh, would like a Pixel Super Mario, make sure you post down in the comments, and I'll be happy to send it you, to you guys. Um, you can have it as a prize or something like that. You should, uh, can, you, you should send you, it to me. You should do that to North American people. You know. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think it. No, but um, that is good. If you are, if you are Australian fan base, uh, share the podcast on Twitter, uh, and tag uh, at all of us. Yeah, tag the four of us, and at the end of next week, uh, Luke will choose a winner. Yeah. Does that sound good, Luke? Yeah, that's easy. Um, I don't okay, perfect. believe that they cross over to North America, though, so you guys yeah. wouldn't be able to get that. Well, it's probably going to be too expensive shipping-wise, so don't exactly. even... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not even... <laughs> if, if it was, I would stop you right now and make you just give it to me. It so, would be mine now. I would put it in my hand. So, recapping um, Australian It would just users. be here in my hand. Looking, I'm looking at my hand. It would be there so it's now. Just, just, like, transmute it using my brain. Just, it's just like yeah, exactly. Perfect. Power. You got it. <laughs> and you're just like... And you're just like, ah. <laughs> just like, and you just come and beat me up for stealing it. Uh, but uh, speaking of speaking of people coming to beat you up, I wanted to talk about something that Colin brought to my attention a few days ago that I was super excited to see. Uh, Colin, can you tell people about this Kickstarter that you showed me the other day? Oh, there's a, there's a couple of them. Which one? Let's talk about Friday the Thirteenth. Start it off. There is a new video game. Are being, you excited? Being made on it, it the is, Friday the Thirteenth series. It is I'm... confirmed Friday the Thirteenth, and it's confirmed that what's, the creators are what's backing it. Yes. Great about this game is that it started as like a like an indie game. A fan you, that was like very very heavily influenced by this idea of you know one person plays J- the the villain with the slasher, and everyone else plays camp counselors. Yeah. And the creators loved the game so much that they decided to make it licensed. Yeah, it started as a um, an indie game in itself called Summer Camp that was supposed to be very heavily influenced by Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. And then I remember uh, a few months after that was announced, the creators of Friday the 13th said, oh, we're going to be making our own licensed game. And it seems like just the two have come together. And it's pretty much a dream team. We have a really, really nice, like, cool um, staff of indie guys that are working on this game because... All the stuff for Summer Camp looked promising as hell, and the Friday. And the now they're just stuff, updating the textures, really. Yeah, the Friday the Thirteenth stuff looks great. Um, uh, we have Sean S. Cunningham, who was the original producer and creator of the franchise, and he's on board. We have Tom Savini, who did some of the best special effects for some of the movies, uh, more most importantly one and four. Um, Kane Hodder, who is known by most as being the definitive actor for Jason, uh, will be doing all of the mocap. Uh, for really for Jason, yeah. Oh, cool. and, wow. And I'm probably gonna butcher this name, especially because I'm sick. Uh, Harry Manfredini, uh, who did the music for the first Friday the Thirteenth and sort of the motif that's used throughout the rest of the series, is back doing all the sound and music for this game. Um, a few other things that they announced that I think are pretty exciting, um, especially if for Friday the Thirteenth fans, is that they're saying that. Uh, First off, uh, there will be multiple maps and scenarios based off of each one of the movies in the uh, 
in the trailer, you see that there's the Jason from part three and the Jason from part seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of the counselors will be different in each one. The, the layout will be different. And they're, they're even saying there's going to be a uh, fear system based and yeah. there's going to be progression going on. They're uh, saying there's going to be multiple be Jason models. Yeah. And also one thing that really excites me is they say the character Tommy Jarvis, who was in parts four, five and six mm-hmm. will be coming back. And I wonder uh, given the talent on this game, if they will get Corey Feldman to replay Tommy Jarvis, because I would love that. I think if they get it to his attention, he'd probably do it. I, I mean, he'll he'll probably notice and then be like, "Hey, please," because I mean, he said in interviews he wants to be Tommy Jarvis again. So, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I think I think everyone would be happy with that. This game seems like a very passionate project made by loving fans, supported by loving fans, created by loving fans. It's it's really, it's one of those, like, For nice fans, moments you see in games. Fans. I'm really yeah. By the way, if you're under the age of 18, don't look at this Kickstarter and don't even rent, just forget we even talked about this. because The, this is the no... most interesting thing about this Kickstarter, though, are the stretch goals, because they're all blurred out. Yeah, they're, like, not but even the showing primary, The primary, like, goal, the $700,000 goal, which, by the way, the, the Kickstarter is already at uh, 300000 Three hundred seventeen thousand dollars of seven hundred thousand, oh, with wow. uh, with thirty days to go, so it's got plenty of time. Uh, but the interesting thing is that the main goal on the stretch goals images says the game is completed as designed with Jason Voorhees as the killer, which makes me wonder if one of the stretch goals is adding more horror villains. Like, will we see Freddy, Michael Myers, Leatherface? Oh, that would be. Cool. Or will they add other? previously decided uh killers i'm because they this started out as like an indie title so that must they must have had yeah, maybe, other... they'll, maybe they'll also add uh pamela Voorhees and uh original roy. killers yeah and roy from part five that'd be interesting well they i mean they they had probably okay what i mean is they had um probably the ideas to make characters based off of every classic horror movie character and then trimmed it down to the ones that they could probably design and then the ones that they would probably design and now that jason is like oh like they've gotten license for jason he's definitely the one yeah uh but yeah stretch goals might be that they might add the other ones that they were thinking about putting in yeah i'd also recommend or different counselors concept um there is another game with a similar concept that's not licensed called last year and that's supposed to be based on like all sorts of different horror movies so it's not just you know friday the 13th those will both be down below uh And I really do suggest you check them out because they they look phenomenal. I'm really going to talk about the um, other one that there is. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, go for it. Yeah, go for another. Um, one. I I wanted to bring this up in the previous podcast, but the it, this episode's it, great. I love it because we're giving so many recommendations this week. Yeah, tons of stuff for everyone. I, Please go out play a game this week. Let's play a game this I week. Really, guys. I really wanted to um <laughs> to bring this to people's attention, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. the moment I actually found out about this Kickstarter. It was already like 24 hours away from ending. But, oh no! <laughs> but apparently, they still have a, a PayPal going where you can donate and still get reward tiers. I've seen so. a lot of games doing that now. Yeah, Do so think... I mm-hmm. I I recommend checking out this Kickstarter. It's called Saber Rider and the Star Sheriffs. Oh, and... d- dude! I thought we talked about that. A w- a no, while I don't think we, we have. Oh, I, yeah, I no, held I think off we because over. the Kickstarter ended, so it'd be pointless talking about it. Check but it they, out, though. It's it's really basically, cool. Basically, um, these guys actually got the license to a uh, to an act like a, an eight an anime from the 1980s called you know saber rider and the star sheriffs which is basically like a western in space not trigun yeah and in the future <laughs> it's crazy 
And they, they got the license to it uh, for it to make a video game, and they're making a Contra-styled 16-bit shooter, um, and it's going to be for the 3DS, Steam, and this is crazy, Dreamcast, and TurboGrafx-16. Mm-hmm. And, and, the thing that's... and their stretch goals include uh, Super Nintendo. The the funny thing is, the first one that was on the list was the 3DS, was yeah. it, or was the Wii U? No, it was the 3DS. Okay. Wii well, U, it was PS4, a Nintendo console, which is usually there, a stretch goal. Yeah. Stretch goals are usually Nintendo consoles. It's it's very strange to see a, um, those would be the first ones. Yeah, no, it's it's also weird that on the stretch goals, Wii U is uh is sooner than the Xbox One and PS4. Right. Right. But um, I I'd say check it out. It it has probably one of the most detailed Kickstarter pages I've ever seen. Like, they have nothing to hide. Hmm. Like they it, it's it's they're just showing off everything they can, and it's great. Yeah. And I love it. Um, in, that's good. When we were, when you were talking about the um Friday the Thirteenth um game, I'm actually really hoping that they do another Alien Isolation um that. Just sort of remind me of that. Uh, I was playing it the week before last, um, and I was a bit slow on the uptake. And it's excellent. <laughs> it is absolutely mm-hmm. excellent. Um, yeah, it totally recreates the films, um, which is why I'm bringing it up now because I really hope they do another one with the Friday the Thirteenth game. Because I have I have a friend who is a who's a huge Alien friend, uh, like a huge Alien fan, and I I bought the game on my PC for about twenty dollars uh, on a sale, and then one day I just installed it, hooked it up to my TV, uh, plugged in the controller, and went here you go, play it, <laughs> and I think what like an hour hour and a half passes by, and you actually see the Alien for the first time. Mm-hmm. And he he just jumped off of the couch, and he looked at me and he said, "This is the alien game I've been wanting." Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> this is it. It was excellent. It was just absolutely more yep. or less flawless. If you're a fan of Alien, like if you're not into Alien, not so much. I don't think, but <laughs> that's just sort of. Off topic. Yeah, I no, guess. it's 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 off topic, but it's fantastic. I I would like to see more um, more horror games that that are more kind of based in traditional horror than. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we're getting close to our usual time for wrapping up. Uh, I want to kind of get into another. I want to kind of switch uh focus. If you guys don't mind. Yeah, sure. Uh, because I I was loving the conversation we were having. Uh. And I'm sorry to anyone else who was as well. Uh, but <laughs> uh, I want to talk about two reviews that came in this week. Uh, we actually have a review for Yoshi Woolly World out. And we have reviews out for uh, Triforce Heroes out yeah. uh, with Famitsu. Uh, and those are pretty significant to me. Because uh, Triforce Heroes got scores of 9, 9, 8, and 8 from Famitsu Magazine, which is a 34 out of 40. Uh, the thing that makes that significant is that that was one point above Four Swords Adventures. Uh, which is good, which uh, means that they did what they were supposed to do. That they were supposed to make a sequel that was, or a spiritual successor to uh, Four Swords Adventures that was better. With one less sword. Um, one less sword, yeah. <laughs> they had less to work with and they made it better. Um, in a way. <laughs> um, and uh, Yoshi's Woolly World got a, as, as of this recording, 78 uh, so far on Metacritic. 
does their overall score, uh, which I think is a little low for Wooly World, but not bad. Uh, I'd round that up to a solid uh, 8 out of 10 if you're... If you really want to give it a, a fair criticism, I think as a game, it's fantastic. And I think that if you have the uh, Yoshi Woolly World Amiibo and everything, uh, it makes a great, cute, nerdy date night thing. I think it's wonderful. Go out and get it if you have the chance. Um, so there you go. If you guys like playing games and you had a video game craving this past week that you weren't sure to fill, we've given you a bunch of options. We've given you action games. We've given you platformers, horror games. Uh, we've given you retro games, indie games that you can go and support, indie games that you can go and play, weird games. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so go out and play some games. Uh, I, this has been a fun episode. Uh, we have a few minutes left, so we're gonna keep talking, but, uh, uh that's pretty much everything that I want to talk about this week. Um, uh, well, on the subject of indie games, um, I've also been playing, mm-hmm. uh, We Happy Few recently. Um, I recently... Oh, what's that? Um, it is a uh, dystopian English um, game um, where you are a survivor of like some sort of apocalypse, which they haven't really um, gotten into yet. It's still a um, very early access game um, where there are two types of people. There are people that are called um, downers and there are people that uh, take this drug called joy. Um, and joy more or less makes people forget... Um, the apocalyptic event that happened, um, but it also makes them go psychologically insane, just absolutely crazy. Um, it's mainly based around stealth um, with first-person action um, horror mixed in, um, and from what I've seen of it, uh, it is absolutely brilliant. Like, I haven't seen anything like it, um, and it's just so fun and it is at times one of the more creepier things that i have played like it's not so much scary in the fact that like you know you you go take a break for an hour because you're so scared of it but it's one of those games that you get heaps creeped out about it like you'll be walking down this random room that you find because it's completely randomly generated um and then and then there'll be like a downer at the end of the um the road and it'll be just like Damn, that scared the hell out of me. Like, it's just so creepy. <laughs> uh, is there a place where you can... Uh, is this, like, a PC game? Is this Wii U? Um, what at, game? At this moment, it is only PC. However, they're going to be uh, moving it on to Xbox and PlayStation later on. It's just when they get around to it. Um, there will be a link in the description. I'll send it to Adam when I find it. I can't remember where I found it. Um, but it was originally a Kickstarter campaign, and then they moved it. It's not on Steam. Uh, no, yeah. not yet. It's still very early access, like not even to the point where it's alpha. Um, mm-hmm. but it was a staff pick on Kickstarter, and it looks fantastic. Yeah. Uh, just like looking at the art and some of those yeah, yeah. visuals. Um, I think they used Unreal Engine for it or something along those lines. Yeah, that probably looks, that's what it looks like. Yeah, um, um, it, it's very nice looking. Um, it's all Victorian art, I believe. Um, very cool. And very cool. Yeah, it's very fun from what I've played of it. I've only played about an hour of it. All right. Definitely. I have, a, uh, I have a couple other games I want to recommend to... Uh, lightning Random. Yeah, I will. <laughs> um, they're both the okay. 3DS, and if you have a new 3DS, they take advantage of them. Uh, so the first one I picked it up just today is Ace Combat Assault Horizon Legacy Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was going to be a really dumb, bad uh, flight sim but it's actually like pretty 
arcadey fun. So if you like planes and shooting things in planes, I go recommend that. And also is uh, I had a friend buy this for me because my birthday is coming up soon. So hey, happy birthday hey. me! <laughs> um, Senren Kagura Two. It's fun. Just do not do not play it in public. Just do not <laughs> play it alone in your room for the love of God. Is it like, is not safe for work or um not safe for work plus plus. it's not same for shame (laughs) yeah it's oh you know we should recommend because i just saw what game uh, is this again senran kagura 2 guess what games on steam for 24.99 friends oh what is that oh the jackbox party Party pack Pack 2 it's also for xbox one and ps4 get this game do it get it for fibbage 2 and nothing else fibbage is one of the best party games you will ever play and there's now a second one and party pack is is a great series um, so yes. we're actually probably going to play uh, some Fibbage after this. There's a lot of good games coming out this week. Or at least uh, we've been looking forward to it all week. week and I'm I happy. saw the Senran Kagura 2 today at GameStop and I was like, what the hell is that game? Yeah, uh, it's it's colloquially known by my friends as Titty Ninjas. So, But it, it's <laughs> what, what's the rating of the game? M. Uh... Anyway. Uh, 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 D edition? Okay. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Comes with uh two I'm discs afraid of like sixty tracks. It's I'm fantastic. afraid to go buy this game in public just for like the sheer judgment I'm gonna get. Uh that's why I had a friend buy it for me. Yeah, I know. It was weird. I just can I just say a quick story uh quick story? Sure, go for it. A quick story. I think we have time for one I quick was, story. I was in the city uh over the weekend uh, and I went to Nintendo World and uh the game was there and I was like, Oh, you know, birthday's coming up, could you get me that game? And this dude with, like, slick back, oiled hair, he had a chest tattoo that you could see through his v-neck, leather jacket, and, like, a thick, like, 1950s greaser accent is like, yo, is that game good? And I was like, I don't know, I'm about to find out. And he's like, you know what else is a good game? And he pointed to Persona Q. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good day. That was a, oh that was a good day. Speaking of the that game, it uh, sort of reminds me of the um, game way back on the uh, 360. Um, it was like some sort of cheerleader zombie. Oh, thing. Lollipop Chainsaw. Yeah, that's the one. Um, it's just like so weird and random. It just it just so it just happens to make sense. Uh, well, fuck, let's redo oh, that again. Weird. It just happens that all of these crazy, weird, not safe for work games are also hack and slashes, and I love the hack and slash genre. So it kind of. You know, on one hand, it's like, yeah, you know, really good games. On the other hand, can't show anyone these. <laughs> yeah, the, the, it's all just Japanese weirdness, really. <laughs> like, they're not going to come out from anywhere else. <laughs> they're fun, though. Yeah, <laughs> the double D edition. <laughs> yeah. Also, quick warning. If a company like Square Enix wants to sell you a game uh, and its localization as part of a crowdfunding effort, don't support it. Because they're, Adam, they're do considering. I have permission to curse? Do I have permission to curse? Sure. Yeah. You, Square Enix. You do not localize games via Kickstarter. You are gotta be kidding me. You have the money. You. D- oh my god. I'm yeah, they, they said that they're. That, uh, an executive of some kind said that they were considering it and that it seemed like a good option. And I'm just saying, no, if they ever do decide to make that plunge, don't, don't support it because it's not the market for it. As one 
I think a Destructoid uh, article described it. Local mom and pop shop Square Enix having a tough time breaking into the video game scene. And it's like, this is the best article I've read all day. I mean, I... I think it's so good. I think it's dumb that Square Enix is doing it because there's not many games that they don't localize. Like, you know, we're getting Bravely Default and Bravely Second, you know. Because if we didn't, that would be a travesty. Yeah, exactly. Um, If anything, though, I, I would like to see this maybe for games that don't have a chance of being localized. Like, games like Fatal Frame, which is coming out. Dragon Quest Eight 3DS. Yeah, games games that just like are not getting Western releases, and if they are, they're like a really limited thing. Dragon Quest Seven for the 3DS. All of the Dragon Quest games. A Dragon Quest, every one of them for. The... God, I, I for the to... NX. Yeah, apparently. I, I, no, I want all the Dragon Quests, and I want them all for my 3DS. <laughs> so, <laughs> mm. I... <laughs> just something I want to throw out there. But you do make a good point. I yes. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to bring up before we head out? Uh, I love you. What? Oh, Lego Dimensions is a ripoff, and you shouldn't support it at all. <laughs> Thirty dollars for for uh, a tiny Lego car, a tiny minifig of Marty McFly, and a tiny plastic skateboard. No, Dude, thank you. You know what Lego <laughs> Dimensions is? It's like Lego versions of. Disney Infinity and Amiibos and crap. Yeah, but like They're getting in the twice game. the cost. Yeah, I'm getting so sick of those types of games. Like, can they not make a good kid? Like, game? at least an Amiibo is is twelve, thirteen dollars. You know, ten if you're lucky. But I, thirty dollars for like the le- little Lego Dimension sets is crazy. Yeah, it's it's yeah. even worse when they lock the levels off that you can't um until you actually buy the sets. Like, it'd be okay yeah. if you could like go into the levels, and then if you like that level, you know, you go out and buy that pack, because then you can play the characters in that level. But it's it's even, horrible, considering the fact that they lock the levels. They even have smaller packs that are just, like, one singular minifig, you know, which is, like, the regular standard Lego guy. And they're $16. They're still more than the Amiibos. And they're only, yeah. like, what, a third of the size and a third of the plastic? Yeah. But anyway... <laughs> Uh, it's been fun this week. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who are wondering, this week's outro theme song is once again brought to you by Jish. <coughs> it is the Hero of Time remix. If you have been following him online like I do, you'll know that he recently stated that he's going to be working on some new Zelda remixes and to look forward to those in the future. So don't worry, Jish. I'm waiting with uh, bated breath. I'm very excited. Uh, thank you to Luke, Colin, and Chris for joining me this week. No problem. Uh, thanks no. so much, Luke, for trying and being part of our little family uh, and thank you to you guys for listening uh, as always share the podcast with your friends follow us online follow us on twitter uh, share the podcast with your friends and give us a review on itunes if you can because it really does help uh, once again my name is adam and this has been episode 58 uh, have a wonderful week really Bye. good stuff yeah see ya Goodbye. Bye. to planet pop star hey.